what happens when you test positive for coronavirus? That's the question a Charlotte radio host recently found herself faced with. Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro. In part one of this three-part series, Ms. Jessica, the girl next door, and co-host of The Morning Madhouse on Power 98, talks with Novant Health's Dr. Jerome Williams, Senior Vice President of Consumer Engagement, who has been on her radio show several times discussing COVID-19. As you'll soon learn, Ms. Jessica is on a mission to educate others about the coronavirus, and Dr. Williams is here to help. Thanks for listening. Ms. Jessica, the girl next door, here with someone that you all have probably heard on the Morning Madhouse. He has been checking in with us since the start of this pandemic, making sure that our community is educated on all things COVID-19. Um, Dr. Williams, I call him my cuz. Hey, cuz. Hey, cuz. How are you? Thanks for having me. I am wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out. Um, I'll share a quick story. So, um, you know, I woke up one morning getting ready to head back into work. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it was my first week back. It was a Wednesday. And um, I wake up fairly early. So it was about 4 a.m. No, it was about 3, 3 a.m., as a matter of fact. And um, hopped in the shower and realized immediately that I could not smell my soap. Mm-hmm. I am a scent girl. I keep candles, lotions, shower gels, scrubs, all that. I spray lavender on my pillows at night. I am a scent girl. So the fact that I could not smell my soap, I was like, oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, got out of the shower, went to my kitchen. I also keep gummy bears in my house at all times. So I went for my gummy bears, realized that I could not taste my gummy bears. Um, immediately woke my boyfriend up and said, I cannot smell or taste. Um, and was feeling a little icky that day, but sort of chopped it up to my body getting used to me waking back up so early. Early, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was having, that was two hours earlier than I was normally waking up because I didn't have to go into the studio. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't getting dressed, wasn't traveling or anything like that. So I sort of chopped it up to maybe that's why my body is feeling icky, but I didn't, um, I, I didn't want to risk it. So I decided not to go in that day. I decided not to go into work that day and I called um, Larry and Burpee and I said, hey, I'm going to sit out. I'm going to broadcast from home mm-hmm. and um, just to be on the safe side. And they said, okay. I had been doing it for months anyway. So the show starts. We kick the show off at 5.50. We end the show at 10 o'clock. By 10 o'clock, I literally had my head down wow. on my kitchen table with my, like holding the mic up, I was sick. Headache, chills, fever, Mm -hmm. sore throat, um, fatigue, body aches. Mm -hmm. I felt horrible. I got in my bed and I went to sleep. And I slept until about seven o'clock that night. I only woke up to get something to eat and went right back to sleep. The next day, I immediately went and got tested. Immediately went and got tested. Um, And spent the weekend. It was 4th of July weekend, but I spent the whole weekend in my house. From from Wednesday, when I realized, "Mm, this might be COVID, Mm -hmm. I did not leave my house. 
I did not leave my house. And then when I woke up, um, and then I got my results back on that Sunday. Sunday, right. Sunday. We spoke. <laughs> I got the results back on that Sunday. And both of us went and got tested. My boyfriend and I both went and got tested. But I was the only one that got my results back. And they came back positive. Well, the first person I called was my cousin, Dr. Williams. <laughs> I called you because... Um, what I realized was now that, like now that I'm actually in it, yeah. I have a whole nother world of questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we have been talking since March yeah. about COVID mm -hmm. and what to do and what it is and mm -hmm. how to stay safe. But now that you actually have it, mm -hmm. a whole nother world of questions arise. Mm -hmm. And you answer the phone and you walked us through it because I was like, well, I'm positive. He might be negative. His results haven't come in. What do we do? How do we handle this? You made me feel very comfortable. You made him feel very comfortable. And you walked us through that. So for that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for doing that for us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Here to serve. Here to serve. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get on here and do uh, talk to you and chat with you and have a conversation is because um, in addition to me having so many questions, as I begin to share my story, so many people had, were asking me, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? And I was like, oh, we need to get the story about in COVID. When you're in COVID, we need to get that story out and talk about that. It's a lot of prevention conversations. What and a lot of education. Education yeah. for prevention, correct. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you're actually in it? So uh, one of the very first things that we talked that came up was um, labeling of positive people for COVID, mm -hmm. symptomatic, asymptomatic, yeah. and things like yeah. that. So can you break that down? What does that mean? And yeah. with the different labels, do those people have to quarantine the same way? Mm -hmm. so, so first of all, I want to say thank you for, uh, one, sharing your story. Um, why is that so very important? Um, because for some individuals, not all, for some individuals, um, it's still it's still affecting other people, right? Mm -hmm. It's not it's not me. It's not my family. It's yeah. not really real. Yes, I hear about it. Yes, I understand it, but it doesn't really have any connection. But because of of, of you and sharing your story and your platform and all the connectivity that you have deep in the communities. Um, it, it's a real important story to share because people can connect with you. People can understand, oh my goodness, this happened to Ms. Jessica. Uh, let me lean in and, 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 and li listen a little bit, uh, little, little bit more. Let me educate myself, let me educate my community, my household. Um, uh, before I go into the, the symptoms, asymptomatic and, and symptomatic, uh, I also want to uh, bring into the room the fact that because of your awareness, Right. Think about what you said, Jessica. You said, I didn't feel well that Wednesday. I, I, I knew some of the symptoms, loss of taste, loss of smell. I felt not so great. And what did you do? You stayed at home. Mm -hmm. You yeah. stayed. I, I, I don't want that to slip underneath the radar. Because you were educated about the symptoms, you said something is not right here. Let me stay at home. Let me figure this out. I will broadcast up from home. And so that was huge because think of the potential exposure. Yes. 
to other individuals, whether it be in your community, walking out of your home, walking into the radio station, whatever transportation that you use to, to, to get to your place of employment, um, you, you really help the community. So I just wanted to, um, to, 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 to share that with you and your audience that it's very important to make sure that we're educated on the, on, on the signs and symptoms of potential COVID infection. Now to your point, um, there are individuals, and I would say the vast majority of individuals are asymptomatic who have COVID-19 exposure and um, are positive to COVID-19. What do I mean by asymptomatic? Well, you mentioned um, I had some fever, I had some body aches, uh, loss of smell, loss of taste. For some people, uh, there's cough and shortness of breath, okay? Um, and so if you have COVID-19 and you do not have any of those symptoms, that's what we mean by asymptomatic. Okay. Asymptomatic, no symptoms. Now, an individual who's asymptomatic still can pass the virus to someone else that then can cause other, you know, other medical medical problems. So while an individual, and usually it's a younger person, right? Younger persons are typically asymptomatic. Now, don't get me wrong, we do have uh, young folks that are, are succumbing to this virus. We have to take it seriously. Teenagers, young folk, you have to take this seriously because if you catch uh, COVID-19 and you bring it home to your parents, your grandparents, those are the individuals that are having the most trouble with COVID-19. Those are the individuals that are usually hospitalized on ventilators and, and prolonged care. Uh, the individuals who are older with medical problems, um, um, diabetes and lung, uh, lung problems, those are the individuals that really get sick and the young folk can transmit it uh, uh, easily to those uh, uh, individuals. So it's important to uh, practice uh, physical distancing, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about that, mm -hmm. uh, hand hygiene and masking, which is a big topic that we wanna get into. Uh, it's very important for those individuals to practice those types of activities, whether you're symptomatic or asymptomatic. And so, so you, we have asymptomatic and we have symptomatic. Mm -hmm. Do those people, so say I go get tested, um, I'm not showing any signs, I'm mm -hmm. asymptomatic. My partner is showing signs, so mm -hmm. he's symptomatic. Mm -hmm. Do we quarantine the same way? And for so the first, yeah, first and foremost, that's a, that's a great question, which is a question that came up that Sunday when we had that conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, I would say everybody in the household should put a mask on, okay? Symptomatic or asymptomatic, you should put a mask on. Now, in your particular instance where you tested positive and your significant other uh, uh, tested negative, at best you can, as best you can, um, remain separate within your, your household. Mm -hmm. So if there's another room uh, that, and don't get me in trouble now, if there's another room that he has to go to and stay in for 14 days or you have to go in and stay in 14 days, then, then so be it. But what's most important, um, because not everybody has the ability to physical distance in, 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 in their household, it's vitally important that both of you wear a mask, okay? Especially the one that is infected, but is, more, is just as important for the one that is not infected uh, to wear a mask. The second thing that's really important is um, disinfecting common areas. Yeah. So, 
um, refrigerator handles, this sink, uh, bathrooms, um, common hallways, doorknobs, things of that nature, um, remote controls on, on televisions, things of that nature. Um, if someone is infected in a household, significant cleaning of common areas on a regular basis throughout the day is very, very important to keep the burden of, 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 of virus down. And so those are the main things that individuals can do if there's someone in their household uh, that uh, is known uh, to be uh, infected with COVID. Masks first and foremost all the time, okay? Uh, quarantining uh, separate separate uh, quarters uh, for at least 14 days, and depending on what's going on, sometimes it may be it may be longer if, if symptoms are still uh, are persisting, and um, and uh, engaging in um, um, high levels of of hygiene and care, hand washing, uh, disinfecting surfaces, and things of that nature. Very very important. Let's talk about testing. Mm -hmm. Because when we went to go get tested, the symptoms showed up for us on, well, for me on Wednesday. We immediately went and got tested on Thursday. I was the one that was showing symptoms. My boyfriend was not. Mm -hmm. When, as I was going there, I was calling one of my friends to sort of let her know what was going on. And she made mention, well, I've heard that because he's not showing symptoms, he should wait. Mm -hmm. He should wait a couple of days and you should get yours today, but he should wait. We went ahead and just decided to both go get tested. But what is the, the practice regarding getting tested? So you uh, and your boyfriend went exactly by the guidelines, okay? Exactly by the guidelines, okay? And, and, and what do those guidelines uh, uh, um, tell us, right? And these guidelines are, um, uh, North Carolina uh, Health and Human Services guidelines, which we follow uh, throughout our county. So if, if an individual has signs and symptoms of, of, of COVID-19, uh, such as fever, muscle ache, shortness of breath, cough, okay, those, that individual uh, should, should get tested. An individual who is around or exposed to somebody who's either COVID-19 positive or, and or have symptoms should be tested. So you fall into that first category, your boyfriend, boyfriend falls into the se second category. Mm -hmm. uh, now, uh, there is um, um, the possibility that um, he, um, um, you may have been exposed a few days before and you were a few days ahead of him. And, and it's quite possible that, you know, he, he was an asymptomatic you know, carrier, but he actually turned out to be negative, right? He actually turned yes. out to be negative. And so that's a good thing. And we want to know that, right? Why do we want to know that? Because if he were positive, right, then we would want to know who did he have contact with prior to that test being positive, right? Oh, He's trace out. contacting thing. Exactly correct. So that's why it's very important that he know not only for himself, right, and his health, but for the, the, the community that he's connected with. I've been saying uh, for the last uh, four months now that part of uh, battling COVID-19 as a community is that we have to look at health as a shared value. What do I mean by shared value? That the things that I do affect Ms. Jessica, the things that Ms. Jessica does affects my health mm -hmm. and that we're in this together. We're in this together. And, and it, it's really important that we create that, that shared value. Some people don't, don't believe in that, but obviously if you're on a, um, a bus or mass transit 
and and you're infected and you're coughing and sneezing and you are really affecting the health of not just those individuals that are in front of you on that mass transit, but their family members, their community, et cetera, et cetera. So I always like to start off by saying, you know, Jessica, your health is important to me, my health is important to you, and how we interact in the community really is important and that we all, we're all in this together. And that's where masking comes in. That's mm -hmm. what masking is, is so important. That, that's part of the reason that Three months ago, when they talked about going to phase two, you know, Vaughn and my team, we went out and we decided to mask the community because we knew as you start to open up the community, now everybody's getting on the bandwagon now and oh, masking is cool. But it was just plain science. It's just plain basic science that we, 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 we wanted to promote, which is, hey, look, if we're going into phase two, people will be going out more. Mm -hmm. We understand that physical distancing is sometimes challenging, but a mask is free, very effective, mm -hmm. and can, you can find them anywhere. We, yeah. we were distributing them. We told you folks how to make them. We're still distributing them. But the point I'm trying to make is that it's very important to create that culture of, of health as a shared value. Gina DiPietro here. As Dr. Jerome Williams mentioned, understanding the symptoms of COVID is so important in being able to minimize the risk in our communities. We also hope you'll join us for part two of this series, when Ms. Jessica and Dr. Williams take a deeper dive on quarantining and the topic around immunity. And if you're enjoying their discussion, we hope you'll take a few moments to rate and review us and subscribe to this and all the Novon Health podcasts. Thanks for listening.